0: Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show, the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we're really glad you're with us in our guest segment. Thanks for staying with us through our intro. And we have a a really special guest for you, Lindley Oz, and we're going to go down a a rabbit hole that I don't think we've done much with uh, on this show before. We're going to be talking about things like cellular memory, generational curses, and it's a whole new avenue here of what i call biological psychology is something i have some awareness of particularly in the psychosomatic illness realm um, where it's really stress is so much a part of what we uncover about our own health and we're going to get into all that with lynn but first i need to tell you there's some people that help us keep the lights on here and uh, the first group i want to talk about very quickly is our well it's (laughs) i'm going to tell you this folks if you keep all your money in the bank you are going to be so sorry don't make the mistake my mom's side of the family made when she was a little girl where they went from riches to rags because they lost everything in a day don't be that person you need to diversify and I want you to do what I do I use noble gold for diversification gold and silver they've held their value for six thousand years and I will tell you when everyone else comes out of a crisis and They have lost everything in the bank You'll be flying high in comparison wealth is relative and I'm telling you right now Noble gold is going to help you step out of the way and avoid a lot of the economic tragedy that could be coming our way I just closed another deal with them today, and I'm not talking about being their advertiser. I'm talking about being their client uh, So I have a special relationship with them and I can really vouch for them Noble gold can be reached at 877-646-5347. That's 877 877-646- 646 five three four seven and one other group helps us keep the lights on here for this first segment and that is MPS our food supplier and unlike so many storable food companies right now they're raising prices they're price gouging MPS has kept their sales intact the four and two week packages are still almost 40% off restaurant quality food 25 year shelf life and they still have food now is there delays in delivery yes and that's across the board you can't have a business where you have a hundredfold increase in volume which they just did over the last 30 days and not have it affect delivery but they've hired more staff they've opened up a new facility and they will catch up and they did not sell to the government unlike their competition they didn't take the easy way out they wanted you to be able to take the benefit of having storable food for all the right reasons so how do you get a hold of them all you got to do is go to preparewithdave.com everything is there that i just told you and more And that's preparewithdave.com. Well, Lindley Oz has been a guest on our show before, and uh, we we talked uh, well. We talked a lot about Jesus Christ. We talked about our faith. We talked about how this fits into troubled times on our planet. This time, we're going to take an inward look at us and look at what the Creator has given to us in terms of what we can access to maximize our potential and minimize our hurts. Lynn, thanks so much for being with us. Really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you for having me on your show again. I have been looking forward to this since we discussed you having me on about this amazing topic we're going to talk about tonight.
0: It is amazing. It's, well, because I have a background in mental health, and you're going to use words like unconscious, subconscious. um, That's right up my alley. But the twist in this is fascinating. So... Let's get down to brass tacks. Um, You had a revelation that made you open your eyes to our inner world and how we're constructed. Tell the audience about that. Well,
1: the Lord actually gave me two different revelations. One was in 2018. I was on my way back to Ohio from Oklahoma on the airplane looking out at the clouds. And the Lord began to speak to me about principalities. And he was explaining to me how they transmit a frequency to our brain. Where are the receivers of that transmission or frequency? And this is what is called a stronghold because it latches on to our brain. Now at the time I was thinking he meant our head brain. Okay. So he explained this to me and he said, now, he said, when this happens, he said, what you need to do is you need to begin to speak my word, sing praises to me and and give me praise because what this does is you're going to transmit a frequency back to them that causes them great agony and pain um, to where it begins to weaken their their frequency and their transmission. So he shared that with me. So then then he began to reveal to me different things about how the human heart, which science has discovered, mm-hmm. has a brain which actually... Um, has more control over your head brain than the head brain has over your heart. So a few weeks ago, the Lord came to me again because I've gone through a great ordeal in the past few years that has been very painful. And it's been hard to get through because I had uh, that situation ended up giving me PTSD. So I said, Lord, what, what can I do? And he spoke to me. And he said, did you know that you have the ability through me to erase memories and i said yeah i said it's called amnesia and i don't think i want to go there and the lord said no 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 he said i'm talking about your heart brain he said think of what i told you about frequencies and things like that and what these these um you know these strongholds that are formed from the principalities he said the problem is he said people are fighting the demons on the earth those are the little imps that do the work for the principalities with the blood of jesus and rebuking and binding he said and that's great but that doesn't work on the principalities he said it took uh, michael a long time to wrestle the prince of persia to get to daniel with a message and he said and that was just one principality so i said well what's the answer lord and he said well I know you and I know you're like a private investigator. When you want to know something, he said, you will search for it like buried treasure. You'll find it. And so I started researching and I found some answers to all of this that were just literally, and I'm not kidding, mind blowing. I got so excited. And that's what I'm going to
0: share with your listeners tonight. Oh, I just can't wait. This is so fantastic. And it really does kind of fit some of our old sayings. Doesn't it? Like mind over body.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. And I'll tell you what, uh, many of us don't really think about it. But for one thing, God told us all this in the Bible first, but it took science to discover some things to help us make sense of it. And when you read all the scriptures on the heart, I mean, what we're going to cover can delve into basically all sorts of things from the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, which I'm going to share some really profound information on that to MK ultra microwave frequency mind control fear based mind control and i want everyone out there listening to realize our our heart okay operates on electricity and it generates its own electrical signal okay which is also called an electrical impulse so that's very important when we're thinking and i didn't really think about that when the lord originally spoke the transmission frequency receiver thing to me i didn't think about that at all So that's very interesting in itself, too.
0: Yeah, it is. It is fascinating. Let me ask you a question, kind of just a sidebar, and we don't have to go down this avenue, but I'm curious. When people have glimpses into the future that end up coming true, or they get some kind of, uh, lack of a better term, a telepathic thought, and they know something outside their three-dimensional awareness, is this science explain this as well, this phenomena, this psychic phenomena?
1: I mean, I haven't gone down that path yet with this, but I'm assuming I'm assuming it could, because let me tell you this and we're going to get into this. There's a lot of information, but I've narrowed it down because we only have an hour here.
0: Exactly. So,
1: yeah, but um, let me just share this. I can tell you positively that science has proven with this cellular memory they have proven that cellular memory can go down through generations. So if a, if a great-great-grandparent was in a traumatic car accident, they lost a child. Okay, you can go generations in the future and you have someone who is a relative of that great-grandparent and they, they're struggling with fear. They don't know why they're afraid of cars and afraid to travel they have no idea and they struggle with this all the time come to find out they have that cellular memory that is ingrained in them through the generation and that goes into generational curses and wait till your listeners find out what they discovered is the cure for this and it goes right along with the bible so you know, this you is know i have something to add fabulous. to that
0: too um, as a, I used to teach psychology at the, everything from high school to graduate school and one of the things that I learned later in my teaching career is there was research out there that said that when you impose all the research controls that we can actually show that phobias tend to be inherited and they can be the result of environmental experience it's negative but they also said that, you know, you have the same phobias that run in the same families for five or six generations, and it's not likely they all had the same experiences. So, right along the lines of what you're talking about here, um, I have seen it in the research on phobias.
1: That is interesting, and and just you know, so your listeners are aware, and I'll send you the link, Dave. But I did a video on this that's almost two hours long. If everyone wants all the information, I also did another video relating fear anxiety and all of that to these demonic principalities and the strongholds and to the cellular memory. So I'll just begin with this. So I already mentioned, and this is very important that the heart has a brain. Okay. And by the way, you guys out there listening, if you don't already know this, our heart is shaped in the name of God, which is the Hebrew letter, the sheen, which means El Shaddai. So there's verses in the Bible about God's law is written on our heart. So this Our spiritual portal, so to speak, to heaven and hell, the entrance wherewith the enemy and the Holy Spirit can speak to us, all right, is shaped in the name of God. I find that just fascinating. So so the heart has a brain. It sends messages to the brain. The heart is in a constant two-way dialogue with the brain. So interestingly enough, science has discovered that the heart actually sends more information to the brain than what the brain in your head sends to the heart. Mm -hmm. Now we know if you do a breakdown of the words, if you use like Blue Letter Bible, and you look up the original Hebrew word for the heart and you do a word study, the heart is the seat of our emotion, our intellect, our feelings, our will, our desire, and all that. And experts have actually confirmed That the source of the symptoms of pain, anxiety, fear, which fear seems to be a huge one here, panic, etc. And by the way, the modern day word for fear is stress, something we all experience. Well, it's located in your cells and your heart brain called cellular memory. So those of you who don't know what cellular memory is or understand it, this is science. We're not talking about some crazy new age garbage. This is a scientific thing that has been uh, studied, and they have found this out. Now, another interesting tidbit here. When experts had removed every part of the human brain, memories were still present. So they were like, how how did that happen? Well, it's because of cellular memory. There have been clear findings in organ transplant recipients, by the way, that lend support to that, right, people exactly. who took on personality traits of the person who had donated the heart. So now I want to take a look at Proverbs 4.23, where uh, it says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. Some translations say to guard your heart. Okay, out of it spring the issues of life. And you're all going to find out how right on target that verse is, because what I'm about to Uh, share has very serious and profound implications on everything like what I said earlier from Jesus on the cross and shedding his blood to mind control the mark of the beast and everything like that including 5g technology now we're not going to talk about all those things we're just going to mention about the death and resurrection of Jesus so now scientists globally have found that cells and organisms actually record their experiences all without the benefit of the brain, as I mentioned. And these cellular memories could be the difference between life and death. Now, everything I'm going to share is really important for all of you to pay attention to, because when I get to my final thing here about Jesus, it's just going to blow your mind. So our cellular memories all the way to our DNA. Now think about the principalities can be reprogrammed by the traumatic experiences such as fear, anxiety, and negative thoughts and the same thing is true when it comes to positive thoughts and experiences all right now the number one thing the the number one weapon of the enemy right now against believers is fear or aka stress not only can electric shock reverse the negative programming but wait till you hear about this after conducting experiments with rats They discovered that love, care, and affection can reverse the chemical markers attached to the gene that governs their experience of fear, resulting in less fear throughout a lifetime, and proving that love can program the brain for life. Now, right there, this is a science article. What do I get from that? Perfect love cast out fear. That's what the Bible says. So they actually proved that love is an antidote to fear, and that both love and fear can be measured on cellular memory. So they've also discovered that outside influences—hmm, thinking I'm thinking spiritual uh, principalities there—outside influences can brainwash an otherwise peaceful cell to become an invasive cancer cell among other things. The peaceful cell is then reprogrammed with strategically placed gene markers that cause it to grow out of control. That's what the principalities are doing that have your uh, heart brain locked in place and they're they're transmitting frequencies that are basically going into your cells and reprogramming them for all these horrible things, even going into generations, which I'm getting ready to discuss. But uh, doctors from all over the world agree that adult chronic pain and illness originate from destructive, unhealed cellular memories, and that through cellular healing of the memory, the chronic pain and illness go away. So there's there's this one doctor, her name's Doris Rapp. And she happens to be a world-renowned pediatric allergist. And she revealed that most allergies are caused by stress and fear. And when you deal with the stress and fear, those allergies go away. I had a weird incident, for example, where I was I, I always ate the same, uh, I think it was Brazil nuts. And one day I was eating them and I had an allergic reaction out of the blue. But I happened to have my stress barrel was completely full in that time period. And the stress or fear caused the allergic reaction now also included are what they call generational cellular memories and many of us christians know this as generational curses and i can share a scripture with you here real quick from the bible numbers fourteen eighteen. the lord is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love forgiving iniquity and transgression but he will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. So, addictions, depression, sexual sin, and sex addiction, fear, health issues. We know that fear is a sin, by the way, the godless fear. There's a difference between being prepared and being wise, and that God did instill a type of fear in us, the fear of God, as well as If something is coming and you all of a sudden have the fight or flight mode, like a tornadoes in your neighborhood, God put that in you so you can prepare. What we're talking about is the sinful fear. Okay. Um, anyways, these things can also be carried in cellular memory to future generations. So you may have cellular memories affecting you that aren't yours. They could be someone in your bloodline from your past. Like a relative or a previous generation, so the trigger of our problems is something in our current circumstances related to the past memory, and the symptom is the stress r- response. Now, the Lord showed me, um, the Lord showed me that in order to fight these things, and I mentioned this earlier on here, that we need to do what Moses did, and He showed me this in the Bible, and it's in the Bible where Moses. And his people, the Israelites, are fighting the Amalekites. They've just crossed over. Here's the Amalekites after their great victory. By the way, that's also a principality, um, Amal- Amalek or Amalek. So anyways, Moses is standing there raising his arms in praise and praying. And every time he lowers his arms, the Amalekites begin to win. So Aaron and, and her come up and they get on each side of Moses. And they give him a rock to sit on and they hold his hands up interestingly enough while they're doing this and it takes till sundown it's an all-day-long thing okay while they're doing this joshua whose name is the same as jesus like we know that there's a a direct meaning in the bible and also a spiritual meaning okay so joshua which also means jesus yahushua yeshua is translated joshua he defeats the amalekites with the sword in ephesians chapter 6 Verse 17, it says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's part of our, uh, our warfare, the word of God, which could also mean there the word of God, the written word, as well as Jesus Christ, who we have because we're saved and we're born again. Okay, We have his salvation and we have the sword of the spirit to defeat the enemy. Now, the Lord showed me also that the word praise in the Bible is translated in the original Hebrew as sword which is also interesting. Well, we've really got to do this from our heart, just give praises to the Lord. Now, here's another interesting tidbit that I have to share that you're all going to love. So, I want to start with the verse, Psalm 22, 3. He inhabits the praises of his people, God. God inhabits the praises of his people. Well, do you know that when we praise God, we're actually uniting our heart with his? And they've proven that something takes place in our heart when choir singers for instance were all singing together in unison their hearts their pulses and everything about their heart began to speed up and slow down at the exact same rate interesting now i found another bible verse that tells us this and it's uh it is psalm 86 verses 11 through 13 teach me your way O lord i will walk in your truth Unite my heart to fear your name. Okay? The sinful fear is the one that kind of pulls us away from the protection of God. But when we unite our heart to fear the Lord, by praising him, it says, I will praise you, O Lord, my God, with what? All of my heart. I will glorify your name forevermore. For great is your mercy toward me, and you have delivered my soul from the depths of hell. When we praise the Lord and we unite our hearts with him by so doing, and we only fear him and we don't fear the, the enemy, okay, because fear isn't the opposite of faith. Fear is actually having faith in the kingdom of hell is what it is. So when you have fear, uh, the godless sinful fear, you're actually putting your faith in Satan. So then God is going to have mercy on you and deliver your soul from the depths of hell. So I have a couple more things to share after this, but I've been yammering on, and and the the thing I'm getting ready to share is just absolutely awesome. But Dave,
0: do you have any comments or questions so far? Well, I do, and we have to really backtrack a ways. Um, I think the way you describe interaction with the cells, I can't help but believe this has 5G applicability.
1: Yes, and I had mentioned that earlier, that you can actually take this cellular memory into everything from the MK-Ultra uh, frequency, microwave frequency, mind control, to the mark of the beast, to, to this 5G stuff that's exactly. coming up.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so does it change us with our cellular memory? And, and I think you, made a, you likened it to exposing the cell to something abnormal that causes the cell to become cancerous.
1: Exactly. And if people think about it, too, God is no man can stand in the presence of God and live. The Bible tells us that. Why? Because God has some God has a supernatural, extremely powerful type of electricity in his being so much that when us was helping King David and his men carry the Ark of the Covenant, they were carrying it wrong, by the way. And so it began to fall. Us reached up to stop it from falling, and he fell over dead. Well, he touched the power of God, which was a supernatural type of electricity. Now think about that. When God made us, He breathed life into us. And if you read um, John chapter one, I don't have this verse in front of me, people, so I may, you know, misquote it slightly, but it's going to be similar. But it says that the life of men or the light of men was in God. Oh, the life of men was in God, and that was the light of men. The life that was in God was the light of men. When we think of light in the Bible, and you can do word studies, you could think of the, ele- the supernatural electricity and light of God. And so God, and God is this supernatural electricity. So, and back to what you're talking about, uh, Dave, Mind control, you know, if the these strongholds are controlling us, you can be mind controlled through fear. I had it done to me. I mentioned the the horrible thing I went through and I mentioned it in your last program. I was married to an extreme sociopathic, malignant narcissist and I was mind controlled. I couldn't get out of it. It felt like I was in an invisible prison and he used mind control on me with stuff to where I I couldn't, I was like horrified all the time. That's how I got PTSD and my that my hair began to fall out from the mind control and the stress and the fear and the anxiety. My eyebrows fell out. My face was breaking out. I even ended up getting hives all over my skin and I would itch. I mean, I felt like Job in the Bible. So yeah, you're right on target with that 5G. They can do that. And it all goes back to cellular memory.
0: Hmm. That's not good. That is bad, bad, bad.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Sure is. Now, I want to mention something highly positive. Okay? Okay. And this is highly positive. Okay. We know, from what I've explained, that these cellular memories are created through traumatic experiences, the words we speak, what we think about. We know the Bible, for instance, says... 2 Corinthians 10.5, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, not some thoughts, every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Then it tells us in Romans 12.2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So now I'm going to share, now that we know a little bit about this uh, cellular memory, I want to share just three passages from the Bible first, and then I'm going to give you guys something really, really awesome. All right, the first verse I'm going to share. Now we know this cellular memory, and Dave, you mentioned this at the beginning about our conscience and subconscious and stuff like that and consciences. All right, Hebrews 9, 14. Now, think about cellular memory in the blood of Christ and the traumatic experience he faced. I mean, he sweated blood, right? Okay, how much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God? Now, interesting, the word conscience there. Uh, Says if you look at the original Greek, the soul distinguishing what is morally good and bad, prompting to do the former and shun the latter, commending one and condemning the other. Why, you know, we all hear Jesus was the perfect sacrifice, the perfect lamb. Why was he perfect? Well, because he didn't sin, but why did he have to be perfect? I mean, we really dig deep here. Why? Because not only for many reasons, but one of those reasons is he was creating a cellular memory for us. And I'm going to share the details of that in a second. Next verse Colossians 1:20, and through him to reconcile to himself, all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven by making what peace through his blood shed on the cross. What's the opposite of stress and fear and trauma peace. He made peace through his blood shed on the cross. Now, the last one I'm going to share, and then I'm going to share the big
0: deal with you. Uh, Dave, how much time do we have left? Um, checking here um, and subtracting. We did. We we got about 20 minutes, 21 minutes. Okay,
1: great. Per- perfect. That won't even take me that long.
0: Okay. And you first know what? Corinthians... We need to take a break here, too. We went over, and I'm sorry. Hold that thought just for a second. We're listening to Lindley sure. Oz in this fascinating discussion. I missed the break that's how enthralled I am with this but I need to mention that for the latter part of this program uh, preparewithdave.com MPS storable food is helping make this possible go to preparewithdave.com for the very best in storable food 25 year shelf life that's preparewithdave.com and also ladies and gentlemen Noble Gold I'm telling you do not put all your eggs in one basket you drop that basket well you're gonna be in trouble let Noble Gold help you diversify like I'm letting them help me diversify go to noble gold and how do you do that you call them eight seven seven six four six five three four seven that's eight seven seven six four six five three four seven now we're back with lynn Oz, and lynn i'm sorry to have interrupted you here let me let me just throw it back to you because i know we got a lot to cover
1: no problem at all no problem at all i know this is a lot of information like i said those of you listening um, check out my video I just did on this. And Dave, I'm sure you'll put the link below your video or something. They we can sure click will. on it yep. for all the details because I had to really cut a lot out. So Well, well let me the say next... this
0: to you too. If we end up in an incomplete place, and I suspect we are, we're going to do a part two. Um, after I go through my surgery and have a couple days to recuperate, we could do a part two. So, So I don't want you to feel the pressure to squeeze everything in, but I want to get to a good landing spot.
1: Well, okay, that's awesome, because I have a whole other message I did that's very, very important about fear in relation to all mm-hmm. this, where I really got down to the nitty-gritty with it. So maybe we can do that. Absolutely. But the, the, thank you so much. So everyone listening, the next verse I want to share is lengthy, but I want you to once again think about uh, memory, cellular memory, what Jesus did on the cross. He shed his blood. What is inside of blood, cells, and DNA? Right. He shed his blood, Okay. So it says, verse 24, and when he had given thanks, that's Jesus, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now, when Jesus says something twice, you better pay attention. So again, he says, in the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Exactly. Verse 26, For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. Now listen to verse 30. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. Now, that being said, we're going to move on to the big, big stuff here. Here's the big stuff Number one, Jesus' death was traumatic. He even refused the gall, which would have eased his pain. Remember in the Bible, everyone out there listening, they offered him gall and he refused it. And there was a prophecy about that in the Old Testament. So it fulfilled. he fulfilled that when he refused it. He didn't want anything for his pain. He was pure and flawless. And his trauma was based on several things. Number one, his trauma was based on the perfect love that cast out fear displayed by him dying for us when he did not do anything wrong. He suffered immensely for something that he did not do. He was perfect, yet he died for us. So there you have the cellular memory of perfect love displayed by him suffering, traumatic. Number two, also in that Jesus obeyed God and Jesus displayed the fear of God in his obedience. Remember when he prayed, he sweated blood. He said um, he prayed, you know, if this cup could pass from him. But he prayed also that his father's will be done. So Jesus created the cellular memory of the fear of God. Now, I read you a verse just a little bit ago about the fear of God in our hearts. All right. So instead of an evil, sinful fear of man, which we just discovered that most cellular memory— You know, the bad things that happen and the negative stuff that happens and the diseases and sickness and everything happens from the bad fear or a.k.a. stress. But Jesus creates a cellular memory of the good fear, the fear of God and the perfect love that we need to cast out our sin. So now here's the number three. And this is very interesting. We are aware that in the Old Testament, when God first created us from the dust of the earth. And then Adam and Eve sinned, that a blood sacrifice of an animal was required for atonement for sin. When Jesus came, however, he was the final ultimate blood sacrifice for all of humanity from from that point forward till the end. All right. Because he died on the cross for us. So wait till you hear this. When the Roman soldier pierced Jesus in his side. Now, Jesus had just taken his final breath and the Roman soldier pierces him in the side in the area of his heart blood pours out of him right and this blood spills all over what the earth so as the blood of jesus is spilling upon the earth his blood became part of the earth and what are we created from the dust of the earth so we were created from the earth therefore we contain the historical memory of the death of jesus the ultimate sacrifice which is in our cellular memory, recorded in our cellular memory and part of our DNA. When we ask Jesus into our heart to be our Savior, the Holy Spirit comes and comes in through our heart. The cellular memory is supernaturally, spiritually put within us. And as we've previously discussed, cellular memory is generational. So what Jesus did, passed on through cellular memory from generation to generation to generation to generation to generation generation until the end. And that's what we have. So this is just absolutely awesome. And I want everyone just to remember, I want to reiterate that God inhabits the praises of his people. Psalm 22.3. When you're going through the midst of trouble, why does it say sacrifice of praise? Because I know more than anyone right here and right now as I sit here. As I've gone through literal hell. I can tell you first first and foremost here that it is a real battle to praise God and sing praises to him while you're sitting there crying and suffering and asking God why. And you don't understand why does this evil person prosper while I'm the one suffering? Why, Lord? Why? You know what? The, the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And many of us understand that verse wrong. We think that we think that our strength is the joy in the Lord that we have. No, what that verse means is God is rejoicing and happy. It makes God happy and pleases him when we're strong for him in the midst of suffering. When we praise God and sing praises to him, we are uniting our very heart with the heart of God. And we already found out the perfect love cast out fear. It's time for us to all stand up in the face of the enemy. We are all being destroyed by stress or fear. Same thing. Worry, anxiety. Look at all the fear that's going around in the hysteria as a result of coronavirus, for example. You know what you got to do? When the plagues come, what did God tell the Israelites to do? He said, put the blood of the lamb on your doorpost, and then the death angel will pass over you. You will not be harmed. My friends, the blood of the lamb for us today is the blood of Jesus Christ. What is our doorpost? Our heart. The name of God. Put the blood of the lamb. Trust in him. Don't fear. Take precautions and be prepared, because if you don't, that would just be silly, but Have the blood of the lamb on your doorpost and do not let the enemy change your cells and do all this damage to you and reprogram you with the spirit of fear. And if you have it, you need to start renouncing it, praying against it, and you need to start praising God. And the Lord did reveal to me that singing the praises are very, very important when you sing them. I don't care if you can sing or not. I can't sing. I probably would chase demons off by just not singing <laughs> alone. That makes
0: me. But, that <laughs> makes two I
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd probably they'd probably run think, oh my gosh, they'd probably go request some earplugs. But I'm telling you what, sing those praises. I just sang a little bit in one of my videos for a second and I sounded awful, but I don't care. I was showing people, do it. Don't live in fear. Fear is destroying the body of Christ. Horrible things are coming, more horrible than where we have now. And we are being tested right now by the fire. And you know what happens? You either get tossed to the side and burned up or you make it through. So that is your choice here today. We are being tested by the fire. It is the refining process. It is the separation of the wheat from the tares. Are you going to be among the wheat Are you going to be among among the tares? Because God wants you to be among the wheat. The only thing to fear, the Bible says, specifically this, it says that we are to actually fear that which can destroy the soul in hell. And And what would that be? We should actually not fear what can kill the body. But fear, that which can destroy the soul, that would be not fearing God. Any fear other than the fear of God is going to destroy you. Because the Bible also says in Revelation, it says all liars, all fornicators, blah, blah, blah. And then it says, and the fearful and unbelieving shall have their place in the lake of fire. So fear... The godless type of fear is a huge sin. It says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. We can't please God if we're living in fear. So we have to get out of fear.
0: That's so hard for people to do.
1: I know. Trust me. I know. I've gone through it. I'm still battling.
0: Yeah, it really is. It's so difficult because I've seen this in my work with clients that, um, that fear just, they want to do the right thing. They want to show self-improvement, but the fear blocks them. It
1: does, and that's why I asked the Lord, what do I do? And I was crying, and he said, I'll show you. You can erase those memories. What you have to do is you have to really uh, quote the scriptures, sing praises to God. If you have to do it all day like Moses did, if you're really under attack, every moment you get to do it, And there's also a verse in the Bible, I wish I had written this one down, but I quoted it in one of my videos, that says, not only do we speak it, but we also think it. So when you can't speak it or sing it, think about it. I know it's going to be some serious multitasking, but when you're under battle, spend every moment you can, when you're in the midst of the storm, doing what Moses did, and you've got Jesus and the Holy Spirit to help you hold your arms up, and you've got other believers Who can pray for you and help you hold your arms up, too? Because every time Moses lowered his arms, the enemy would begin to prevail. Mm -hmm. But when he kept those arms lifted, God's people would prevail. And in the end, they were destroyed by the sword. And so we've just, and you have to be consistent. It's not going to happen overnight. I've been, I did it for a long time. You got to be consistent. And the moment that fear creeps in, you got to. Quote scripture Second Timothy one seven. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and a love and a sound mind. Get violent in your against the enemy verbally, like really speak strong at him. Because when you start doing that, and when you're when you sing, it actually gets you in the mood. Like you actually start, you know, just really getting happy as you're singing. It just happens.
0: Well, I've uh, looked at uh, something called uh, bioacoustic biology with Sherry Edwards. And uh, singing does change the frequency of the brain. And I suspect what you're saying here it changes the frequency of the heart, too. And it's demonstrable. And, and your thoughts and emotions change your frequencies as well. Sherry's done tremendous work on this. And it really is very closely in line with what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. And it is. When we sing, I mean, the Bible doesn't lie to us. The Bible tells us exactly what to do. And I encourage those of you out there listening to go do a study on every verse that has to do with the heart and praise. And I don't have this in front of me either, but I mentioned it in my video I did about this, the one that I'm going to give you the link to, Dave. And one of other than Lord and God and stuff like that, the two of the most frequently reoccurring words in the Bible was heart and praise. And that's very interesting. So the Lord tells us how to do this. Sing the praises, quote his scriptures. I even got out my book, uh, Prayers That Avail Much. And I got that out and I started praying some of those because they're all based on scriptures. And I was just singing. I sat in my kitchen. I was crying. I was really depressed. I sat in my kitchen and I started. I made up this song. It started out with, I have the power in Jesus, Jesus. And then by the end of it, it was a full song and I can't play guitar, but I have one. I got the guitar and I was strumming it and singing, and by the end of it, I was all happy and excited and tapping my foot on the floor and feeling good. God has given us the weapons we need. And you know what? Let me just let me just say one last thing to everybody here. You know, I want to make sure I get this in here. We are all under the delusion that we are here to just be happy and live happy. And when we serve God, we're gonna be happy and And we're called to all these name it and claim it garbage, this NAR message floating around. Have whatever you want. You're supposed to be blessed and happy all the time. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible actually tells us, and there's a gazillion verses, that we are called to walk in the footsteps of Jesus and to suffer as Jesus suffered. It says that is our call. There's a specific verse that says we are called to suffer. Walking the footsteps of Jesus doesn't just mean that you walk in love and kindness and all those good things. It means that too. It's talking about the suffering in a world where the enemy is given authority to rule that's corrupt and evil is worse than ever before. We represent a threat to the kingdom of hell. You're going to suffer for Jesus Christ. So when you're suffering, Don't take it that the Lord's left you. The Lord told me specifically to tell the people at one time, tell the people, they're not hearing from me as much. They don't feel me as much. It's not because I've left them. He said, this is part of the falling away. People think I've left them. They're going to give up hope and give up the faith. Tell them I haven't. It's like a bad cell phone signal. The powers of hell in the air and on the earth are so heavy that they're not, the signal is weaker. They're not hearing from me as much. But I'm closer than ever. Tell them to draw near to me. I'm not mad at them. I'm not angry. I'm here. Tell them. So I just want to leave you with that. If you're suffering and you have repented for your sins and you're trying and you really love the Lord and the suffering won't stop, remember, that is the enemy coming against you because you're a Christian. Suffering and persecution doesn't just mean That the government comes against you or you get your head chopped off. Suffering and persecution can also be spiritual, meaning the powers of hell are coming against you because you're a light in the darkness.
0: That's exactly right. And the lighter we are, the more we're persecuted. I have found that to be true just based on my own anecdotal experiences.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Because if you just uh, imagine darkness and imagine all these lights and the people who are really out there doing the lord's work or they're really staying close to god the brighter the light shines and the enemy sees that bright light in the darkness and they're going to go after the brightest lights because those represent the biggest threats and they don't like it they don't understand it just like it says in john chapter one the enemy
0: cannot understand it it's fantastic stuff and We've almost arrived at this natural breakpoint, but there is so much more to this that I would like to invite you back for a future interview and have you tailor make this for specific situations this could help people with. In other words, tailor make it for certain problems that are common to the human condition and talk about how to apply this and how it actually works. I think we've got a really good foundation on what we've done. Lynn, we've got a few minutes left here, and I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about your new TV show.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so I, I have a TV show. It's called Truth Hunters, and it is free, and the app is free. And you can download the free app for any Android or Apple device. And it has a Bible reading program on it, too, a place for notes. There's also a place that you can donate. It says more where you can donate to my ministry because I am viewer supported. Um, There's also an app for Roku, Amazon, and Apple TV. And there's also a web link. You can share the links just like you do with YouTube videos um, for the web link. And it's an awesome show. The Lord led me to do this because of the horrid censorship that's taking place on social media. There is no censorship. So if you guys all want to subscribe, I need to upload something soon uh, to Truth Hunters. Because my last one of my last videos, I did not the last one, but the one before that that Dave's going to give you the link to, um, it was pretty long. So I don't want to put a a two-hour program up on it. So I'm going to be uploading another one soon so I encourage y'all to go check it out.
0: Well no, I think the link is worth exploring and going through it. Uh there's a lot of valuable information in there. And it kind of I'm going to make an analogy. It's like walking into a supermarket and you don't buy everything on the shelf, but there's things there that you want and there's things there that you need. And I kept making those choices when I was going through your hour and 47 minute presentation. And I said, yeah, this, I can resonate with this. This one I'm not so sure about yet. And I think it has more to do with my growth in this area and my ignorance rather than anything else. But I think the whole thing needs to go up. And people will pick and choose. You know, God brings us the right message at the right time from the right messenger when we need to hear it.
1: Yeah, I'm just, I just want to give God all the glory too for revealing that to me because it's helping me And I wanted to share it with the people. And like I said, at the beginning of this, you can go in so many different, awesome, amazing directions. And I think I think I would like to talk to your listeners the next time I did a video on fear in association with all this. So maybe you know maybe that's something since that's the number one weapon of the enemy right now against oh. God's
0: people. Yeah, I go to Costco and we can't even buy toilet paper. There's so much panic buying going on right now. So you're well, right, fear is predominating right now in our culture because of the coronavirus. And then after the coronavirus, it'll be something else and then something else. And we need to come to grips on how to deal with it. Um, we're just about out of time, but I just wanted to... Take a second here and tell you how much I appreciate your ministry and how you make it so readily available. And I love the way you break it down in its component parts. You give research, but you also keep it at the layman's level. So this to the audience, it's easy to follow, but you also know you're getting good science. Again, one more time, tell people how they can listen to your TV show or view it, I should say.
1: Uh, You can download the free app. It's a free show for any Android or Apple device. Uh, as well as Roku, Apple TV, Amazon, and there is also a web link. And I just encourage everybody to to share those videos and go uh, download the app and get it because the censorship's getting worse. And, you know, heck, YouTube uh, may not be so readily available here in the near future.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're going through a real transformation right now in our society. It's hard to say what's going to end up happening. Well, we are definitely out of time. We're up against it. Uh, Lindley Oz, thank you so much for joining us and it's going to be our honor to have you back on again on a future date. Well, thank you so much, Dave,
1: and God bless you. And I'll be praying for you about your surgery and you. you have a lovely evening. Thank you. Ladies and
0: gentlemen, thanks for joining us on this show and we will see you back here next time.